1: If you're ready to learn practical ways to
0: focus on Christ as you seek wisdom and hope for the difficult job of raising children in today's world, you're in the right place. Let's dive in.
1: Hey there, friends.
0: You're listening to episode number 39 of the Million Praying Moms podcast, where each week we're talking about the real issues Christian parents face today. Today, before we go any further, we want to tell you about some fun changes coming to the Million Praying Moms podcast.
1: So over the holiday break, Erin and I spent a lot of time thinking, praying, and talking about the future of this podcast. Not whether or not we're going to continue. We are. We really like doing it, so we're going to keep doing it. But really more about how to structure it moving forward. There are some significant changes coming to our ministry in 2020, and we want to make sure that we have the time and energy to plan for them, And execute them in a way that brings glory to God and at the same time allows us to be the kind of moms we want to be in our own homes. Right.
0: And so that's why after today's podcast, we'll be taking a short three week break and coming back to you with a new season of the podcast on March 3rd. We're considering today's episode the end of season one, and the March 3rd episode will be the beginning of season two. And during this break, Brooke and I have lots of plans. We'll be working on several things. Number one, ways to improve your experience of the podcast. Number two, a big new project we'll be telling you about soon. I can barely keep my mouth shut. Um, Three, a new way for you to engage with the podcast that we've never offered before And four, of course, the content for season number two, which we really think you're going to love. We do.
1: I'm super excited about this particular season. It's going to be great. So if you want to make sure that you don't miss any of our upcoming announcements, you can visit our show notes at millionprayingmoms.com for this episode and make sure you're signed up to get Million Praying Moms emails. 2020 is going to be an exciting year for this ministry. So sign up and make sure you're in the know and learn how you can get more involved. Many Christian women wish they felt like more of a success at the one thing they don't want to mess up, motherhood. It feels like the world is out to get our kids, and most of us have no idea what we can do to protect them, but God has given us a way we can do just that. The prayer of a righteous mom availeth much, James 5, 16. Prayer is not a last resort. It's our first and best response to the challenges of parenting. Million Praying Moms provides you with the practical, biblical tools you need to activate the power of prayer in your home so you can fight for your children with confidence. Learn more about the
0: ministry of Million Praying Moms by visiting our website at www.millionprayingmoms.com and share this podcast with your friends. We would be so grateful for your support and even your reviews and ratings on iTunes. H.T. Hoosier 99 recently said, I have three children and this podcast has been an inspiring resource for my prayer life and parenting. You and your guests have been such a blessing. I can't thank you enough for sharing biblical wisdom related to raising kids with such grace and truth. My prayer life has strengthened immensely since I started listening to this podcast. I now use prayer first before trying to figure everything out myself. Oh, like that is me too. Like, (laughs) yes, before trying to figure things out for myself, that is what I want.
1: And that's what we, our goal is here. Absolutely. We love that. Thank you. A A. T Hoosier at Hoosier. I don't know, but, but she knows the Hoosiers, Hoosiers is cool. (laughs) (laughs) At Hoosier 99, we're thankful for you. If you'd like to leave your own review of the Million Praying Moms podcast, you can visit our show notes at millionprayingmoms.com for step-by-step directions.
0: All right, today Brooke and I are excited to host another longtime friend of ours, someone who has been with us almost from the very beginning, if not actually from the very beginning, and has been a tremendous blessing and asset to the Million Praying Moms ministry. She's here to give us a behind-the-scenes look at an extremely important piece of how we create each of our editions of Pray the Word Journal, specifically how we choose the actual prayers for each week.
1: Becky Day has been the heart behind the verses we pray each day for several years now, a job she takes very seriously and covers in much prayer. She and I work together in a time-consuming process to bring you prayers from God's Word that are inspired by specific verses, and it isn't always an easy task, something you'll learn more about today. Becky is a pastor's kid, a pastor's wife, and is raising four pastor's kids in upstate New York, and is quite possibly one of the most gifted encouragers I've had the pleasure to work with over the years. Amen. Can you you tell how how much we love Becky? (laughs) Becky, we're so excited to have you. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
1: All right. Tell us a little bit about yourself and about your family.
2: So, you already gave an introduction. I am a pastor's wife. I have been uh, married to Dave for almost 22 years. It's crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. And we have been in ministry that entire time. Dave was a youth pastor and then an associate pastor. Now he's been a senior pastor for the past almost nine years. And we love it. Uh, it's challenging. Um, as well. And we've been going through a difficult season lately, uh, especially with parenting our kids. We have four children. Our oldest is 16. And then we have two boys that are 14 and 11 almost. And then we have a six-year-old girl who was our complete surprise. And so we started homeschooling about four years ago and that has been a wonderful thing for our family, but not without its challenges. So I feel pulled in a bunch of different directions, but I I love this place that God has called me to.
0: Yeah, we understand that pull of yeah. <laughs> and the challenges of homeschool yeah. and all of those things. We've all been at that point at some point in our <laughs> lives. So yeah. yes, we love that. So we love having you, Becky, because you do have that boy mom and girl mom perspective in, yours, in your book and girls and then the, the boys in the middle. Um, but think back with us to when you first came in contact with this ministry, which was the Mob Society at the time.
2: What drew you to it? So I was first introduced to the Mob Society by my friend Amy, and she had just adopted a boy, and my youngest boy, Gibson, had just been born, and so we were both at that place of, we need help, (laughs) and so we were both drawn to the practical and meaningful post at the Mob Society, and I looked this up because I had started a blog around that time, and Brooke, you guest posted on my blog on August 22nd. 2011. Oh my goodness. What did I write about? (laughs) (laughs) It was a 21 day prayer challenge. Oh yes. We're hosting. Yes. I remember that. Yes. Um, So it was fun to look back at that. But that challenge is what really for me um, cemented my relationship with the Mob Society because it was like, this is my heartbeat. Praying scripture for my children, that's that's my passion. And so that was what drew me to the most. I side. love
1: that. You know, Becky, I just found one of the original images that were made to help, you know, market and spread the word about that prayer challenge. I just found that image when I was clearing off my computer, one of my computers the other day. And I was like, wow, that's been so long ago. But that's really <laughs> kind of what, you know, started this whole prayer thing was this twenty one day challenge, which is is really great, so if you're listening and you were one of the people that went through that original prayer challenge, and we actually ran that several years in a row before we stopped if you're one of those, I would love to hear about it. if you remember that, that would be great. so send us an email or shout out on Instagram or something like that, but we'd love to hear if you were one of the first people that did that too. I love that memory that's fantastic, okay, so for years the prayers that we have, have done at the Mob Society and and then as we transitioned into Million Praying Moms. So really when it was the Mob Society, I was the one that was responsible for doing all those prayers. And, and it was great and I loved it, but I began to feel this you know burden to release that aspect of the ministry. And it was not an easy thing for me to release, to do that. I'll just be honest. I I knew that I needed to, but it was not necessarily an easy thing. And when I first started Praying about giving the choosing of the prayers to someone else, I knew it would have to be someone who really understood the heart of what we're trying to accomplish with this ministry. I really wanted somebody who, you know, whose heart was beating with ours and who really got it somebody that I could trust wholeheartedly and someone who had a tremendous heart for praying scripture in particular. Because, you know, there's a lot of ways to pray, there's a lot of great, right ways to pray. I'm not sure there's really a a horrible way to pray, but there's a lot of different right ways to pray. But in this ministry, we specifically focus on praying scripture. And so it needed to be someone who understood why that was important to us and had a similar burden. And that's really why I asked you, Becky, is because you shared all of those things with us. So tell us about why you accepted the job of picking our prayers and what that meant to you.
2: Well, my earliest memories in life are of my dad reading scripture and praying. Every morning, that would be what I would see. And so that passion for God's word was something that was part of the very fabric of my being from the beginning of my life. And I saw both my parents praying. And every time that something uh, was difficult, they would go to God in prayer. And they prayed scripture. My dad memorized scripture. And we used to have uh, scripture memorization challenges that he and I, and we would see who could um, quote the most verses. And so I love that memory with him because it really gave me an appreciation for God's word that I wouldn't have had that not been part of our lives. I'm so thankful for that. And so as Dave and I have been raising our children, it's like, how do we give them that same passion for the word of God? How do we pray his word with them? And so when, uh, that became an opportunity and you asked me about that, it was like, yes, (laughs) absolutely. Because I found that, uh, that purposeful study of God's word and praying his word, that abiding in Christ, that's the only way that I can face challenges of life. And I want, you know, that idea of our, that should be our first response that only happens when you do it. And when you are praying and when you're allowing scripture to define every part of your, your life.
1: Absolutely. I read a quote from John Piper the other day on, on why he likes to pray scripture, and I thought it just it just impacted me so much. He said, you know, scripture is God's word, and prayer is our word back to God. Mm-hmm. When we're first allowing God's word to speak to us, it then informs and impacts what we say back to him, and it really opens up this you know, it's like a springboard for being able to have deeper conversation with the Lord. He said, I don't know how people have effective prayer lives without using the word of God as their springboard. And, and I just thought that's so true. It really is a conversation between the two parties. And I loved that. Yeah,
0: And I feel like people um, get tripped up on like, how do I know if I'm praying the will of God? Because he, he talks about when we ask what is in his will, it will be done what better way than with his word? Like, cause we know that his word never fails. We know that it's truth. We know that that's like the perfect starting place when you're like, I don't know what, what his will is here. I don't know what his plan is. Starting with the word is the best place because we know it is truth and we know it lines up with who he is and what he wants for our lives. That's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I'm really thankful that we have this way of praying as the heart of our ministry, um, because we can always go back to the Word of God and know that it's not about us, ever. So let's dive into that actual process now. The process for choosing verses to pray inside of our Pray the Word journal, and the ones that you guys will see on Instagram and on Facebook, they're, they line up together. So Becky, walk us step-by-step step through how this works for you. How do you pick verses?
2: Well, it's different based on the themes that that Brooke gives me. So Brooke uh, chooses where we're going to be headed a certain quarter. Um, So if it's a topical focus, then I usually start with Bible Gateway. And I put in uh, the the topics and come up with some related uh, keywords. And then I begin to compile verses. And then once I've gone through that process, then I begin to zero in on what verses to choose and then write the prayers from those. So it's different. Um, More recently, we've been looking at specific books in the Bible. And honestly, I have more fun (laughs) with that because I actually take my Bible and work through the book devotionally myself. And I highlight verses that I'm like, "Ooh, that's good. And I think that that would be something that we should pray. After I've gone through it and highlighted all the verses, then I go back and say, okay, how does this all fit together? And then I compile the verses and then I write the prayers. So it's really, it really is a step-by-step process.
0: I feel like it's that whole thing. Like I love to go speak for groups or do teachings. Brooke and I love to do teachings and stuff. I feel like I learn through the teaching process and I'm hearing that same thing in your voice. Like, how you just said you love going devotionally through the book and finding those verses that speak to you. It's like you're getting it out of it, what we're going to get out of it later, but as you prepare. And I I love hearing that in your voice. And I know our podcast audience can't see this, but the smile on your face when you were saying how much you love doing that just speaks so much about why you are the right person to be doing this job. I love that.
1: Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. It it is, it's really almost as if um, you're getting the opportunity to study the word for yourself as you're going through it. And I have to admit, I have really loved going through one book of the Bible or one major book of the Bible as well. Like I know we've, we've had to pull in other things too, just because we want to make it deeper and richer and have enough content. But um, it's been really nice to just focus uh, on what one book of the Bible is saying to us at one time and for our readers who or our listeners excuse me who um you know maybe some of you haven't read the entire bible or haven't read an entire book of the bible it's a great opportunity to do that as you're praying the word over your children it's a great opportunity to read the whole thing for yourself in fact i would really encourage that mm-hmm. yeah
0: i have to say the one that surprised me was ecclesiastes <laughs> yes like, I just was like, I'm not really sure. I loved Psalms so much. The study of Psalms and the praying through that and our Proverbs one was so practical for our kids and I thought, mm, Ecclesiastes, that'll be interesting. I don't know. And then I was like, whoa, this had some really interesting stuff for me to study myself and I loved that format of going through it because I had not prayed through it before mm-hmm. like I might have with Psalms. Like that's, more likely one that we would have prayed things from. Ecclesiastes was really interesting and a different one that brought out some things that I hadn't learned before as we prayed through it. So I liked
1: the book format as well. Yeah, I did. I actually went out and bought a new commentary when we started doing, it was like one or two verses into Ecclesiastes and I'm like, okay. I got to look at these things a little bit deeper and see if I can really figure out what God is trying to say. And that's really great. What a great position to be in when we can pause and say, okay, God, what are you trying to say here? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes with Ecclesiastes, I would read the entire chapter because the one verse was sometimes a little bit difficult. Okay. So Becky, from that point, the verses come back to me and, um, you know, I, I, Have tweaked them before, but most of the time they're great the way they are. I don't normally have to tweak them, but I do always take a look at them and, you know, physically lay eyes on them. I really like to be still a part of the process, even though I don't maybe have to do that. I still really like to do that and and just get a feel for, you know, what it is we're going to be praying, what we're trying to accomplish. And really it kind of is, um, it is kind of part of the process because where we go from there is defined by, you know, we don't, we don't just get the verses and then we're done. I mean, it really, that's just one step in the process that goes on from there. So um, I began at that point to look at themes that are developing within that. So we have our, you know, we've said the word theme before. So we have our major theme that Aaron and I talk about back and forth. What should we pray through? What, you know, should we pray topically? Should we pray a book of the Bible? What, what is going to be the overarching theme of this particular journal? But then from there, once we get the verses from you, I begin to look at them and say, what are the themes that are coming up as a, a part of those or from those actual verses? Because we have to do that before we can give them to our writing team to start writing devotion. So I began looking at those verses and saying, Lord, what are you trying to show us here? What, what theme do these verses bring up to us and how can our you know, what is it that our writers need to focus on in this particular week based on these particular verses? And I have to tell you, that's the part that I love doing the most because it's just really cool to see how God lays those verses on your heart and then they always work together. They just always, you know, bring something out of that. And there have been the last two journals, the one that we're in now and the one uh before it. I absolutely loved the themes that that came from that. So, I get those working, pull out a main verse or a highlighted verse, um for that particular week inside of the journal. And then I shoot all of those to our writers, our writing team, and they use those themes to pull out their devotions or to begin to, to allow their words to be inspired so that they can write devotions. And devotions are based on one main verse and then the other ones are kind of supporting. So the idea, just so you guys will know, because this is kind of a behind the scenes episode We have that one five verses for the week. We have the one that is the main one. And then what I always tell them is if you could find a way to work those other four verses into the devotion, that would be fantastic. If you can't, it's okay, but it would be great if we could work those other ones in because we really want that devotion to be what kicks off the way you feel and the way our reader is thinking and processing from the get-go what God's going to do as she begins to pray those verses over the next week. So it's just really a neat, fun process for how that works. Um, and, and in the end, we really believe that each step is guided by the Lord so that we're producing journals that we think are exactly what God wants our readers to have in their hands. Yeah,
0: and I was going to say that I love how it goes from you know, what Brooke and I have discussed as the topic or theme for the whole journal to what Becky pulls out for prayers to what you come up with for themes to what our writers come up with. Like, I feel like when you have a journal in your hand, you're getting what the Lord has spoke to several of us moms along the way about these who come from all different backgrounds and have different ages of kids and I love seeing what our writers come up with. Some of them are grandmas and some of them are moms of boys. Some are moms of girls. We have moms of every age in there and stage of life and what God speaks through them. And the devotions just enhances the prayers that much more. And it can really, like you said, inform how the rest of the week feels and, and what God can speak to you throughout the week. And I have, and Honestly, sometimes I will read a verse that we have and I'll read the prayer and then I'll also think I could also pray this, which is why we have another prayer section in there. There, These verses are so rich that there's lots of things that God has to say to us. And that's why having so many hands involved in it is a beautiful thing for that process. That's what I love about it. I love that so many different people are involved in making it happen and showing what the Lord has revealed to them in studying these verses?
2: I think it's incredible when you consider how many people are involved and then how sweet God is at orchestrating all of it so that at the right moments we receive a blessing from his word. And I think, um, Aaron, you were saying earlier, like people don't know how to pray. And it's, Obvious when you see the process that goes into these journals of how when we are praying through things that God gives us exactly what we need. It's beautiful. And I, you know, the scripture says that we're supposed to pray continually. And I look at this process, as I was thinking about, it's like we pray over every single aspect of this. You know, you guys pray about what topic, what book to choose. I pray through the whole process of choosing the prayers. Then we pray about the themes, and then the writers pray about their devotionals, and then we pray about the whole, all the details that go into making this book and getting it into the hands, and then we pray through the journals. It's like, what a beautiful thing this is. Um, so this is maybe a little bit of a spoiler, but um, when we were doing uh, devotions for Mark, I um, didn't sign up for those on time, and so I was given uh a passage of scripture. And it turned out to be um, where uh, a man prays, I believe, help my unbelief. That was the verse that was given to me. And several years ago, that was the most powerful prayer that my son prayed. He was struggling with doubt. My 14-year-old now, he was probably 11 at the time. He was struggling with doubt. And the Lord used that verse to Um, for him to pray. And God did powerful things through that verse. And so that was amazing to me that that was the verse that was given to me as a devotional writer. Like God is so sweet. And he is amazing how he orchestrates all of these pieces, yeah,
1: it is. And just just to give you one more step into the process, once those devotions are written, they come back, and I get to edit them. So, Becky, I know exactly what story you're talking about because I've already edited that one. And it's just, it's really, you know, people people say, "Gosh, how do you pull these journals together into such a cohesive whole?" Well, we pray over the whole thing from start to God finish. Does it. So God yeah. does that. God yeah. does that. It, it, he lays it on our hearts what we need to do from start to finish. And it ends up being something that though there are many hands that put it together, it ends up being something that glorifies him and, and produces a a greater message than any of us could produce on our own. And I love that. You know, what's really beautiful
0: is we work months ahead on all of this. We, you know, we have things in the works for months down the line when in our pray the word journal community on Facebook, when a prayer goes up or we're talking about that prayer of the day, I have lost count of how many times somebody has said, I needed this exact verse on this exact day. We can't do that. That is only God. Like, and that is the beauty of it, that he has his hand and cares so much about each and every mom who is praying these prayers that he knows on that day when she opens it, that, that is what she is going to need to pray and to read to be encouraged or strengthened or challenged or whatever it may be. But I've lost track of how many times that has happened. And I've lost track of how many times it's happened for myself as well. And we have been working on these for months. So it's like, I know kind of what's coming a little (laughs) bit, but yet I opened my journal that day and I'm like, wow, I really needed that today. And he is so good to do that. So, all right. Well, let's, Let's move on to a little bit of favorites here. The focus focus of our ministry here at Million Praying Moms is to help parents make prayer their first and best response to the challenges of parenting. So let's pick a few of our favorite prayers from inside this Matthew edition that we're going through right now, the winter edition. Okay, so who wants to go first?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Becky, you go first since you're the one who picked the verses. You tell us which ones are your favorite.
0: We're not very far into it yet, so I know it's kind of like... Yeah, we're limited, (laughs) uh, but it's okay.
1: (laughs) But, yeah.
2: Well, tailing on what you just had said, Erin, about how God uses the exact verse on the specific day, the verse for today (laughs) is... So meaningful for me. It was, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Matthew 5, 5 and 6. And uh, it's so meaningful to me because several years ago I was reading um, in Psalms, I think it's Psalms 42. Um Yes, Psalm 42.1, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O oh God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And I was reading this and I was challenged to the core because I'm like, I don't long for God's word like that. Like, that's not how I feel. So I'm supposed to feel that way, but I don't. Where is that disconnect? And so I began praying. And this verse from Matthew became part of that prayer. It was, God, help me to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Help me to long for you. Help me to desire your word. And so I began praying that. And now I look back all those years later and it's like, God faithfully has answered that prayer. And it's not that every day I'm like, oh, I'm longing for God's word. Because there are days where i don 't, but I can remember to pray, and he 's so faithful to then answer that prayer, so this verse coming up today was like it 's so again the sweetness of God that he yeah. you know gave that verse today on the day that we 're doing this
1: so I have to tell you all a funny story well it 's not really funny it 's just interesting. This morning, so I have this bad habit of setting my alarm and then not actually getting out of bed until about a half an hour later. And it's kind of a running joke in my home. I wake up very hard. I do not wake up easily. Uh, My husband is the complete opposite. He likes to pick on me until I'm ready to kill him in the morning. But um, (laughs) I I do that almost every day. I set my alarm for 6 and I don't normally get up until 6.30, but I'm awake. And so what I normally do, it's not a total loss. What I normally do is lay in bed and pray from about six to six thirty, And then I get up and I do my devotion uh, or I do my, my journal time. I pray the word journal time before I get my oldest son up for school. And so this morning I'm laying in bed and, you know, just as a mom, we're all, all the time thinking about the current issues that are going on in our homes as our kids are developing and growing in their faith and, And I literally had no idea what the verse was for today. And I was praying before I even got out of bed, Lord, let them hunger and thirst for righteousness. That is what, that's the verse that God put on my heart this morning to pray for my kids before I even knew what our verse of the day was. And then you can imagine my surprise when I got to the journal and I was like, oh, how cool is that? Um, So it's just those neat little things that as you begin to, intersect your heart and your life with the word of God more and more and more. It's that concept of hiding God's word in your heart um, so that you might not sin against him. When you hide God's word in your heart, it comes out when you need it. And it's just really a neat story about that particular verse. That's not Mm -hmm. my favorite one for my actual favorite is, is all of um, the Beatitudes that we're, that we're doing. I love looking at those and actually really looking at the word meanings. Like, what does it mean to be poor in spirit? You know, I think sometimes we misinterpret those things. Like it actually just means to be humble and have a correct opinion of yourself, you know, that kind of thing. What does it mean to be meek? Well, it's not a bad thing. Meekness is not weakness. You know, it's it's uh my commentary this morning described it as power under control. And so I've enjoyed looking at those mm-hmm. and really digging in to see what does that actually mean? And am I displaying those qualities in my everyday life? Yeah,
0: I've liked, I've liked that too. I've been doing the same thing as you looking at different translations of the Beatitudes as we go through them, because in a lot of the translations, they read very differently. Mm-hmm. And so instead of saying meek, it might say humble. And then it talks about Jesus being humble and, and you know giving us that example. Or when it said um, poor in spirit. Um, sometimes it says just pour and realize their need for God, like, and just that coming out instead of just what I know by heart, I I really enjoyed reading these different versions of it, but that's not my favorite either. So I I was like, please don't let anyone pick my favorite. So I I don't have anything to say. Um, mine actually came from day 10, um, which would have been last week. Um, And the funny thing is, so this was Matthew 6, 1 through 4, and our prayer was, may they practice righteousness to honor God and not to be seen by others. The crazy thing is this came up during kindness week at our kids' school. And we had been having conversations um, with my elementary son. Um, We have two in middle school and, and one in elementary school. So it was kindness week at the elementary school. And they had like, kind of like this checkoff card of things that they could do to be kind during the week. And he would get in the car at the end of the day and tell me about what he did from the card. And, um, it, this verse was an awesome chance to talk to him about, um, why he's doing it. Was he doing it to be recognized by his teachers? Was he doing it so someone would tell him, thank you. Was he doing it? Um, just to check something off the card and get a prize? Or was he doing this so that he could actually be kind? And he really actually does have a very kind heart. He enjoys group activities. So yes, this was extra motivation for him. But sometimes he does enjoy doing things just to be nice to someone and not have everybody know about it. But it was a great conversation that spilled over with the middle schoolers later about why are we doing nice things? Why are we why are we being kind to others? Why are we loving others? Is it so they'll like us? Is it so somebody else will say, Good job? Or is it because this is what Jesus tells us to do and nobody really needs to know? So um I read in one of my um study Bibles, it says public public acts of obedience are valuable and honorable. So like it's good to for people to notice that you are you know, honoring God and and doing things because that can bring him glory. But if they are done merely for the sake of public recognition, there will be no reward from God. And that was what our conversation based around. It's not bad for someone to notice that you did something good, but what was your motivation for doing it? And so that one was really good for us. It wasn't necessarily like, oh, I really need this right now, but it was the best springboard conversation that we had. And it just so happened to line up with the week when we're focusing on doing kind things for others. We got to talk about why are you doing it? And, and that's really where the heart is. So like I said, things line up perfectly. I had no idea it was gonna be kindness week at
1: school when that one came up and it was really perfect. It was great timing. Yeah, I love that too. All right, so Becky, we always like to wrap up our shows by asking our guests to share one verse or maybe a passage that they're currently praying for their children. Just use it, we love to use it as an inspiration. Maybe there's a mom listening that says, I don't know what to pray for my kids. And so having you share, because Erin and I share all the time, having our guests share about what's on their heart can serve as a springboard for our guests. So tell us what's currently on your prayer list for your family
2: it's hard to narrow that down because (laughs) there are so many, Um, but our family has been reading uh, chronologically through the Bible, and we just finished uh, Jeremiah, which is not an easy, but... That's an Ecclesiastes, like, right? It's a little harder. (laughs) Yeah, but there wasn't a lot of highlighting going on, (laughs) Um, but today we read Lamentations 3 through 5. And so Lamentations is also very bleak. Mm-hmm. And then you get to chapter three yes. and right in the middle of it's a ray of hope. Yeah. And yeah. it's my, one of my favorite passages of scripture. So it was so great to read that today because that is my prayer for my kids. And so I'll just say it, it is um, yet in the midst of all of this crazy, awful stuff, mm. yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Mm. So that is my prayer for my children, that in the midst of difficulty, uh, in the midst of heartache and um, the brokenness that we see in our world, we can be reminded that we have hope because God's faithfulness never ends. And that idea that He sustains us has been such a sweet thing for me that every morning, His mercies, His compassions are new. Mm-hmm. He sustains us for that day.
1: And so. can you read those verses without just wanting to sing the
2: hymn? <laughs> well, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Yeah. And you know, the beauty of that too is uh, Great is Thy Faithfulness is the hymn that uh, was sung at our wedding. Oh, I love and that. So yeah, it's been special for me for a long time
0: oh that's beautiful I love that all right well Becky thank you so much for joining us today can you tell our listeners where they can learn more about you and and be in touch with you or follow along with you if you want that
2: um uh, so it's kind of interesting I have a blog <laughs> but
0: that's but where I, I'm at too I have a blog yeah. I haven't written on it in I don't know how long but I do have it. <laughs>
2: Oh, so I guess it's a good place to to touch base. And I would love to have people join me there. But it is um, called daybyday.com. But it is D-A-Y-E by D-A-Y-E, because um, my last name is Day and D-A-Y-E. So yeah, That
0: (laughs) that makes me want to sing the song from Godspell now. So yeah, I won't break right. out into song, but I do Should we just sing have a day moment day. where
1: we all sing? No, we probably shouldn't do that. I know. Probably yeah. not. Okay. Another show. Another, Another show. show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're gonna have to bring someone on that show that's a better singer than me. So <laughs> awesome. Okay, guys, that's it for today. As always, you can find any specifics. From our show, including how to order your own copy of the Matthew edition of Pray the Word Journal, now 40% off while supplies last, which I will say we are getting very low on supplies. So if you want one, we still have some copies left and it is undated. So it doesn't matter if you're running a little bit behind the rest of us. Go ahead and grab your copy um, now and you can check that out in our show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. Tune in next week for another episode of the Million Praying Moms podcast.